Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 8th, 2023. Right now, I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We're going to go through every parable. We It took us weeks to go through the parable of the sower, and now it's also taken us weeks to go through the parable of the talents. So we've been walking our way through the parable of the talents. We've been learning so much from this master who gave talents to three different servants and how they responded there's certain things that we can glean from that. So we're going to flow in that vein again today. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 53. And it's about realizing untapped potential. On this Friday morning, as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong, we're going to seek to realize untapped potential. Say this, say it out loud. I want to maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of me while I'm in the land of the living. That's our goal. Let's open up our hearts to receive. All right, so we are going to realize untapped potential. We're going to we're going to seek to maximize the purpose and the potential that God has placed us inside of us while we're in the land of the living. And so we're not just seeking more for the sake of seeking more. We're not seeking more for selfish desires. We're not saying greater. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, we're not saying. Um... Hold on for a second. That's so weird. Alexa, stop. Okay. We're not saying that we're going to um, ask God for more and for more just because we want more. No, we're asking God for more because we want to realize the purpose and the potential that God has placed inside of us from the foundations of the world. So that's a scripture that we've been looking at all year. And uh, we're going we're gonna to look at it again. This is, I, we believe at our church that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So as we get into this, watch this. I want you to listen to this scripture. I know you've heard it pretty much every day while I've been sharing it with you, but I want you to hear it again. And I want you to hear it with ears that are open to receive. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. What we want to do is get to the point where there are no dry areas in our lives. Say, no dry areas for me. No dry areas. Dry hearts are drenched again. Say amen to that. So Matthew chapter 25, uh, beginning at verse 14, this is where we're looking at the parable and it's the parable of the talents. We've been listening or basically going through this passage every day. Let's do it again. Uh, beginning at verse 14, this is Jesus speaking. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who went on a long journey and he summoned three of his faithful servants together and he gave them financial management responsibilities. Before he left on the journey, to one he gave five talents of gold, to another two talents of gold, to another one talent of gold, and he did so according to their abilities. After much time had passed, he came back and he wanted to settle accounts. And so the one that had five talents of gold doubled the money. He came back and said, Master, 
Guess what? I doubled your money. Look, he said, well, you've been good. You've been faithful. You've been loyal. You were faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. You don't even know what I'm about to do in your life, son. I mean, what you think that was a lot. That's not even, that's nothing in comparison to what I'm going to do. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy that had two talents was like, oh, Lord, for a minute. I double mine too. He said, hey, you got, it's okay. You got the same blessing. You've been faithful. You've been loyal. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy that had one was like, look, I know that you are a shrewd businessman. You get rich off of the backs of other people. I don't even like you like that. I, I, I didn't want to do anything for you. I dug a hole. I put the talent in it. Now that you're back, let me go get it. You take your talent. I don't even want it here. He was called wicked. He was called lazy. He was called unfaithful. And, and matter of fact, the one talent he had was taken away from him. It was given to the guy with 10. And then this man was thrown away from the master and he was thrown into utter darkness where there would be weeping and mashing up, gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you on this Friday morning? We've been going through this parable every day now and it's been weeks. But what does this mean for you as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong? I actually have seven things, seven you know thoughts to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Seven things. Number one, here we go. The master sees untapped potential in you. Put in the chat, the master sees untapped potential in me. God sees things in me that I don't see in myself. The master sees untapped potential in you, and we serve a God that speaks to our to-be stage from our right-now stage. Isaiah 46 and 10 says that God calls the end from the beginning. <laughs> and so like, like, for example, the Lamb of God, Jesus, the Bible says in Genesis that the Lamb of God, Jesus, was slain from the foundations of the world. So he calls the end from the beginning. So God sees things in you that you don't see in yourself, but these were things that he planned for you to do from the foundations of the world. And the mere fact that you're still on this planet is evidence that God is not through with you. So God, say this, say, I have untapped potential. And so there's untapped potential in you. The master distributed talents according to the potential and the abilities that he saw inside of these three men. He saw that they had untapped potential. This was potential that they didn't even see in themselves. See, God doesn't make any mistakes. He placed stuff inside of you according to what he planned for you from the foundations of the world, and you may not even see it, and you may not even understand it. The master's distribution was not random. It was a setup for divine success. He was like, this guy is at a place where he can maximize five, so I'm going to give him five. This guy is at a place where he can maximize two, so I'm going to give him two. This guy is at a place where he can maximize one, so I can give him one. Listen, God has given you even right now in September of 2023, according to your ability to manage. He knows where you are in your development process, and he knows where he's called you to be. And so say this, say, my calling is calling me. And so my future is calling me. And, and I got to have to, I got to have a vision of the future that God has given me from the foundations of the world. And God is revealing to me what was prepared for me, but concealed from me. And as I get to see it, watch this, the more clear the vision, the more, the stronger the pull. And so it's like my, my vision, my calling is calling me into my future. 
And the clearer I can see it, the stronger the pull. And so this is why where there is no vision, people perish because they're not, they're not being pulled into their destiny because they don't even know where they're going. Proverbs 29 and 18 says the people with no vision, they loosely stumble their way through life. But those with, with vision, they know where they're going and they're not distracted to the left or to the right. When you, when you get an opportunity that's taking you off your path, you'd be like, no, that's for you. Look, I celebrate you, but don't bother me. I'm on this path right here. My calling is calling me. Listen, God, the master in this case, gave them these talents according to their ability, according to what he saw on the inside of them, because there was potential that had not been tapped into yet. And say this, say this potential in me, I'm going to get it out. Say amen to that. Number two, the joy of realized potential. When you do start to realize the potential that God has placed in you from the foundations of the world, man, there's joy in it. The guy that had five talents, uh, I could just imagine. He was like, when the master came back, he says, I'm here to settle accounts. He was like, look, master, my God, this is so good. You gave me five. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? I got 10. I doubled, I doubled your money. This, I did something with what you gave me. I was faithful. I was loyal. You gave, I learned some stuff about me that I didn't even know about me. I learned some stuff about me. I'm, it's like, man, I knew you, you were good. I didn't even know I could do this. I knew you could do it. I didn't even know I could do it, but you believed in me. And now I, I'm doing what you do. I'm just like you. Oh man. I, and so I, I oh, look at this. I doubled your money. And so you get to see stuff. Listen, it's like this light bulb goes off when you you believe what God believes about you. When you finally get to the point where you can believe what God believes about you. And then you're like, wow, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will go where God tells me to go. I will be who God has called me to be. Come on, man. It's not about me. It's all about him. And he sees stuff in me that I don't even see in myself. And so I'm opening my heart up to God's grace. I'm becoming the man or the woman that God destined for me to be. I'm walking in this level of grace and anointing and favor. And I'm living an amazing life because it's not the life that I came up with. It's this life that the Holy Spirit is leading me into. And I'm doing stuff that I never imagined I would do. And I'm walking in levels and graces that I never imagined I would walk in. And I'm getting divine appointments from God. God is sending people to me for me to pour things into them that I didn't even realize I had in myself. And there, there's all of this stuff happening. Why? Because it's the grace life. It's the gra- I'm not making it happen. I'm, I'm walking with God. I'm making a human alignment with my divine assignment. There's purpose and there's potential on the inside of me. And and there's this joy that I get when I become who it is that God has called me to be. There's an amazing joy that you experience when you realize, when you get to the point where you believe what God believes about you, say amen to that. Number two, I mean, number three, the master experienced joy too. See the master, I love this part. The master experienced joy when his servants experienced joy. The master took joy in their success. The master's joy was not about the money. He already had money. Stop. The master's joy was not about doubling the money. The master was about, hey, you are now realizing your purpose and potential. When you have children and you see your children start to tap into, they, they start to become what you see. You've seen it for years and you've been talking to them about it for years, but they couldn't see it and they didn't believe it. Oh, I don't know, mom. I don't know that. But no, but you see it and you start speaking into it and you start speaking life into them and you start getting it. And, you, and when, when they finally believe it and when they start to walk in what you've been seeing for years as a parent, oh my God. God, you're like, man, I'm so proud. Like, right? Why? Because you get joy in their success. You get, I mean, Ethan has a soccer game tonight, 8 p.m. on a Friday night. Guess what's going to happen? If Ethan, whatever Ethan does on the soccer field tonight, 
as as parents, Isabella and I, we get joy in his success, right? We're gonna we're gonna be rejoicing. Why? That's my boy. That's my boy. Listen, and so when they doubled the money, the guy said, Man, I, I doubled your money. He was like, What? You've been good. You matter of fact, enter now into my I want you to experience my joy on a greater level because now, come on, son, you did it. You did what I wanted you to do. Listen, God takes pleasure. The Bible says, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, I, I know, I know that people have messed up this whole term prosperity and, and there's like a prosperity gospel and, and, and that really is like associated with people that are trying to get money from you and stuff like that. That's not me. But, but, but let me say this, God doesn't want you to fail. The Bible says God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He gets excited when you when you do well. God takes joy in your success. Put this in the chat. God takes joy in my success. When I'm successful, God is happy. Why? Because I'm walking in his plan, his purposes. I'm becoming the man or the woman that he destined for me to be. God takes joy in my success. Now, when I understand that God takes joy in my success, I'm motivated. I'm motivated to believe God on a greater level. Why? Because I know that as I go higher, he goes higher. As he goes higher, I go higher. I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. My life is all about him. Say, God takes joy in my success. Number four, the unfaithful steward had the wrong mentality. Oh man, I, uh, Brother Pena, why are you going to put water on the fire now? Now we're going to talk about the unfaithful guy. Okay, fine. Let's talk about him for a minute. Then I'm going to get back to excited. All right. So so we're going to close out the week strong. Don't worry. But let's talk about this guy for a minute. I've been talking about this guy, but let's just go back to him again. He had the wrong idea of the master. He thought the master was trying to take something from him instead of trying to get something to him. He thought the master was trying to exploit him instead of empower him. He thought the master was trying to get rich off of him. Dude, what are you talking about? The guy was already rich. He was not trying to get rich off of you. He was trying to get you to understand that there's purpose and potential in you that he sees that you couldn't see in yourself. See, when you're focused on the wrong things, you miss out on the opportunities that God has placed before you. We got to have the right perspective so that we can make the most of every opportunity. The devil is a master of deception. And so what you don't want to do is allow yourself to be deceived to the point where you're seeing God as anything less than a good, good father. He's a good, good father. He wants to bless you. Say, God wants to bless me. Say that. God wants to bless me. Put that in the chat. God wants to bless me. You know why? Because God is a good God. He's a good, good father. And he wants to bless us. He made good plans for me. He made good plans for you. And so don't let the devil deceive you into seeing God as anything less than a good, good father. Say amen to that. Number five, there's a danger in blaming God. There's a danger. Have you ever met somebody who blames God? I, I have. I met a lot of them. Have you ever met somebody who blames God for stuff? Like not only do they blame God when somebody dies, uh, but they also blame God for failures. They blame God. Why would God let this happen to me? Why would God tell me to do this and now my business failed or or this failed or that failed or whatever. Why would God lead me into this and now my marriage failed? Listen, let's, let's slow down for a minute. Pump the brakes. Why are you blaming God? Like You need to take accountability and responsibility for your own actions. Some people are looking at God in the wrong light. They refuse to, to see themselves. Like Michael Jackson said, is the man in the mirror. Don't be blaming God. Like, like listen, you got to take accountability for what you did. God that some people see God as the source of their problems. And you know why? Because they don't want to face the reality 
that they're the source of the problems. If there's ever a disconnect between you and God, God is not the problem. Put in the chat, God is not the problem. But there are some people have to have a negative outlook, a negative perspective of God to the point where they can't seize the opportunities that God places before them. They are so blinded to the opportunities. Why? Because they see opportunities as problems. They see tests when God is testing you. Like if God is testing you with something, you'd be like, oh man, hey babe, we got to believe God. I believe this is a test. I believe we're going to come out on top. But they see tests as punishment. They see opportunities as problems. And with that type of attitude, you're never going to go far with your relationship with God. And actually, you're never going to go far in life either. This guy was like, I knew that you was trying to get rich off of the backs of other people. I know that you're trying to reap what you haven't even sown. I knew, I don't even forget it. I did, I did nothing with your money. You know why? Because he had the wrong attitude. These are people that lack accountability, that lack responsibility. And not only will that keep you um, from growing spiritually, but it's also going to keep you in a cycle of defeat. There's some people that go like from faith to faith, from glory to glory, but there's some people that go from defeat to defeat. Why? Because they have the wrong attitude. They're always blaming. They're always complaining. Have you ever met these people? Oh my God. They're always, matter of fact, I, when I get a phone call from people like that, it's one of those where you look at the call ID and I'm like, Ugh. okay, Lord, I thank you for the grace. Answer the phone. Hello? And sure enough, boom, complaining, 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 complaining. I'm like, look, if you want me to minister to you, fine. But what you, I mean, what are you calling me for? Like, I mean, like if all you're going to do, like if you're, if you're just looking for a sounding board to complain, call somebody else. Like if you want to talk solutions, if you want to talk how God wants to bless you, if you want to talk about how God wants to get you out of this, let's talk about it. But I'm not going to sit here and just let you whine and complain about God. This is not, God is not the problem. God is not the problem. If, you, if there's a problem, you're the problem. And so, so the, these are people, when you, when you blame God, you have a certain level of pride. You have so much pride that you think it's almost like you're better than God. Like you know better than God. No, stop blaming God. This guy was blaming the master. Like, oh, well, I didn't do nothing because of you. I didn't do nothing because you get rich off the backs of other people. I didn't do anything because you're the one that want to reap what you have not sown. I didn't. Stop. He's blaming the master when he should have been taking accountability and responsibility for yourself. And this is important because remember, God will allow, God set up a system where we are free moral agents, that we have free will. God will allow what you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. So mature believers, say this, say, I am a mature believer. Mature believers understand that trials are a part of life. And they go through whatever testing and trial period they have to go through to be developed into the men and the women that God has called them to be. Say amen to that. All right, number six. I'm going to give you six and seven, and I'm going to build you back up because I want to get excited again. You ready? Last two, we're going to turn this thing around. You ready? Number six. There are a few foundational traits that God is looking for that the unfaithful steward lacked, but you and I, we're going to have these traits. God is looking for faith. Say, God is looking for faith. Say that. God is looking for faith. The Bible says that when God comes back, will he find faith in the earth? Yeah, if I'm here, he's going to find faith in me. God is looking for faith. God is looking for you to look at whatever the circumstance is, whatever the situation is from his point of view. God is looking for faith. God wants you to be able to see the unseen and believe that the unseen realm is more real to you than the seen realm. God is looking for you to be faithful. This means that you got to pass every test. This means that you got to develop patience. This means that you got to remain steadfast in your faith. This means that you got to remain steadfast 
unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I am steadfast. I'm not moving neither to the left nor to the right. When you open up your heart to God and his grace, he's, the guy with the five talents, he doubled it. I'm sure it wasn't easy. The guy with the two talents, he doubled it. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but they were not moved by opposition. God is looking for you to open up your heart to his love and his grace. God is looking for you. This is what the unfaithful steward didn't do, but we're going to do it. We're going to believe God. We're going to believe what God believes about us. We're going to put our face switch in the on position. We're going to tap into the grace of God. We're going to walk in a level of perseverance and faith and patience and determination. This guy, the unfaithful guy, he procrastinated. He was being lazy when he should have been working. He, he did nothing with the money when he should have been multiplying it. You know what we're going to do? We're not going to be lazy. We're going to be steadfast. We're going to be industrious. We're going to be hardworking. We're going to be dedicated. We're going to be faithful to God on a daily basis. We're going to learn God's system and we're going to work the system. The system works, but you got to work the system. And so I'm going to walk in the word. I'm going to live by faith. Say amen to that. That's how we become the men and the women. That's how we tap uh, get this untapped potential to be tapped and realized in our lives. And number seven, the last point for today, you have potential in you that is untapped and God wants to get it out. Put in the chat right now, God is going to get it out of me. Say, say this, the potential in me is coming out. Say it's coming out. All right. So God sees things in you that you cannot oftentimes see in yourself. So then what God does, oh, this last point, I'm going to finish strong. What God does is he ministers to you by his spirit, through his word. He gives you dreams while you're sleeping. He gives you open visions while you're awake. He talks to you through other people. He talks to you through circumstances and situations. Why? Because he wants you to maximize the purpose and the potential that he placed in you from the foundations of the world. He wants you to believe what he believes about you. Say that. Say, I believe what God believes about, about me. In addition to ministering to you, about your potential. In addition to giving you the dream and giving you the word and speaking to you, then God gives you real life opportunities. This last point is strong. Listen, these opportunities often come clothed in something that looks like work. God gives you opportunities and these opportunities often come clothed in something that looks like work. So if you are lazy, you will miss the opportunity because it looks like work and you're too lazy to put in the work. If you procrastinate, you might miss out on the opportunity because there are times and seasons for everything. So you might miss your season. Say this, I will not miss my season. So I'm not going to be lazy and I'm not going to procrastinate and I'm not going to run away from something just because it looks like work. If you are willing to put in the work, the guy with five talents, I put in the work. The guy with two talents, Put in the work. The guy with one talent, he was lazy. He was he did nothing. He procrastinated. Listen, if you put in the work, if you are willing to put in the work by the grace of God, I'm not saying working for grace. I'm saying working by grace. If you put in the work by the grace of God and you don't miss God's timing, you will discover things about yourself that you've never discovered. Listen, listen, you will operate on levels that you never thought you could operate on. You will accomplish more than you ever dreamed or ever imagined. You will wake up one morning and look at your spouse and be like, babe, can you believe this? Oh, what? How did this happen? Oh my God. You, 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 you'll be operating on a level that, that far exceeds your wildest imagination. The two faithful stewards were blown away. They were like, oh my God, we doubled your money. Look at this. This is amazing. We look, look at what we did. You saw it in us and now we see it in us too. They were willing to put in the work. When you walk with God and you're willing to put in the work and you're not lazy and you're not going to procrastinate and you're going to take seize the day, you're going to make the most of every opportunity 
opportunity. You're going to seize God's timing. You're going to walk in God's goodness. You're going to walk in God's grace. You will work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but your body won't break down. You sleep well because it won't be you doing it. It will be the father living in you. He will give you the words and he will perform the work. Working by grace means that I'm not working for grace. I'm working by grace. And working by grace means that God's super is on my natural. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. I am, I'm accomplishing things that I never thought I could accomplish. I'm walking in levels that I never thought I would walk in. Why? Because God is giving me the words. God is performing the work. God is opening up the doors. God is raising up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. It is the grace life. And so I'm walking in, in grace. I'm walking in favor. Why? I'm determined. I'm putting in the work. I'm not going to run away from work. I'm not going to run away from opportunities just because it came clothed in something that looks like work. I'm not afraid of work. I, I am, I, I'm not afraid of maximizing every opportunity that God places in, in my hands. And if you're willing to live that way, there's no limit to what God will do in you, with you, through you, and by you. Say amen to that. Glory to God. In closing, Jesus, this was good. You have tremendous potential in you. It's potential that God placed in you from the foundations of the world. It's called your destiny. Your calling is calling you. As we close on this Friday, question, will you answer the call? Will you be like the one, uh, the guy with one talent who was lazy and procrastinated and did nothing? Or will you be like the other two who said yes to the assignment and they made the most of what God placed in their hands. For you and I, we're gonna be faithful. Say amen to that. Woo, that was good. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that you see untapped potential in me. You have distributed gifts and opportunities according to your divine wisdom. I acknowledge that your plans are perfect and you make no mistakes. So you don't consult with my past to determine my future. My history is not my destiny. My calling is calling me and I respond in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. I will experience the joy of realizing my potential. I believe what you believe about me and you take joy in my success. My success is a testament of your goodness. So I'm motivated to do greater things because doing so will bring glory to your name. I'm willing to put in the work empowered by your grace. I will not miss my season due to procrastination or laziness. And I will operate on levels beyond anything I ever imagined. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, my God, this was good. If you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. You get the notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, hit like, hit subscribe right now. I love you. God loves you. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.